Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Alex Barrett, and I'm the pastor here at uh, Ridgeview. And I just want to welcome you like Joel did. And we are so thankful that you guys are all here uh, to worship uh, with us. And as you might have guessed, this is something that we've been anticipating and we are really excited about. And so if we keep saying we're excited, it's because it's we are. Um, and what this represents today is really so many people, uh, the work that they've provided, uh, family and friends, churches coming alongside us, and so much prayer and work to, to get to this point. And so uh, as you're here today, uh, we want to welcome you, and you're a part of the beginning story of Ridgeview Church. And I want to just give you a little bit of a background about myself and uh, kind of the story of our church so you kind of have your bearings with how we've ended up where we are. And so, uh, like I mentioned, my name is Alex, and I'm the pastor. I've been married to my wife, Samantha, uh, for almost 17 years, and there's a picture of, of our family, and uh, this is from Easter last year, and we have three kids, uh, Katie, Levi, and Jude, and uh, we moved to North Fontana in June to get the process started to start Ridgeview Church, and so we moved here for that specific reason to get uh, this church started, and what we've been doing over the last few months is having monthly services, and the goal of this is to be able to have a place where people can come and get to know us, have a place where they can begin to serve and jump in and be a part of things, and also at the same time give us a chance to serve the community and continue to meet people and tell them about our church. And so uh, we had a team uh, called the launch team that helped us, the church, get started. And uh, that team is, is right there. There was 14 of us, eight adults and six kids that moved here over the summer uh, to start this church. And while this is 14 people, what you don't see is all the many people that we're standing on the shoulders of that have allowed us to get here, from our family, from our friends, and from the churches uh, that have sent us out. And so we are so grateful uh, for this, this moment. But as this feels like it's a kind of a pinnacle event, this is actually uh, just the beginning. And so we have our, our big celebration today, and, and what this represents is the start of, of our church. And so I wanted to start kind of our first series, and we're going to do message series every week, and this is the beginning of our weekly services and I wanted to start with one on family, because all of us are from a family, um, and there's maybe some mixed feelings we have about our family, some good experiences, maybe some experiences that we'd uh, maybe rather forget, but we all come from a family, and if you have your program, and if you need a program, you can raise your hand, and we've got people in the back that can, can get one uh, for you, but on the, in, towards the back of your program, there's, there's a listening guide, and each week... Um, as I speak, you can take notes if you want to take notes. That's just a way for you to kind of track. For me, uh, taking notes is helpful because it helps me to remember. But if you just like to listen, we put the scriptures on there and the, the major points. And so I want to start today with this idea, like, since we're all from a family, uh, we, we know that, that it shapes us. And, and sometimes what we, we fail to, to remember is how much families shape us in a powerful way. And, that, and that's really the first point, is that families uh, shape us in, in a powerful way. We're here uh, because of decisions that our, that our family have made. And we're here because of the family that, that God put us in. And so because this is true, there actually needs for all of us uh, a direction for family life. Uh, it's something that, that we, need, we need help with. And so here at Ridgeview, our goal is each week is, is we want to look at what the Scripture says. And, and we want to figure out practically how to live that out. And so for me, I want to just give you a little bit background of, of my family. I come from a blended family. Our, our family was not perfect. And my parents are here today. They're actually right here in the front row. You guys can raise your hand right there. 
They're here for the celebration. And uh, our, our family w- wasn't perfect. My, my dad uh, really worked hard to, to set an example, to provide for his family. He was in the military. And uh, because of that, we moved a lot, which shaped a lot of who I am today. Uh, when you move a lot, you have to meet a lot of people. And you know what's helpful to meet a lot of people when you have to start a church? So even moving as a young child prepared me for what I'm doing today. And my mom is British. She grew up in England, and all of her side lives in England. So I'm what they call accent lingual. Thank you for that. That was a British laugh right there. Um, so accent lingual just means, you know, as soon as a British person talks to me, there's something in my brain that says, go on, talk to them. And it just, it just clicks. My grandma from England calls, and it's just, when my family saw this for the first time, it kind of freaked them out a little bit. Like, where is my dad? And who is this British person in our house? And so that, that shaped who I am, living in, in a, you know, a different country and in a different culture. And, and all of us have that. And it, it shapes us, again, through the different experiences that we have. And so the question that, that I, I want to propose and that we're going to look to, to really answer over the next few weeks is this, and you'll see it on the screen, is how can I help my family be all it can be? And that, that really is a, is, a, is a key question, because we all know that the power of family and how it shapes us, but this question is, well, what, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my role? And so you may be here today, and you have kids, and you have young kids, and this is actually something that's on your mind a lot. You're trying to figure out how do you raise your kids in a way that's going to be good for them? Any parents, you, you think like that? I, I know I do. How can I raise my kids in a way that, that's going to be helpful? Uh, you may be grandparents. Any grandparents in the room? You're just thinking, how much can I spoil those grandkids, right? But, but even you have a role to play as grandparents to help shape your, your grandkids and parents. And you may be single today, and sometimes when you talk about family, you think, well, how, how does that apply to me? But even if you're single, what we're going to be looking at is values and perspectives related to family life, but that also trickle into major circles like, how do you relate to people at work, and, and how do you relate to friends, and, and how do you relate to, to your parents and your siblings, and all these wires of relationships that we have. And so our goal is we're going to dig into the scripture, and, and we're, going to, we're going to really look at that. But this is the question that we want to answer is, how can I help my family be uh, all it can be? And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to start today with looking at God's ideal. And anytime you, you want to build something, uh, you need a, a blueprint. Okay, have you guys ever seen a blueprint? There's one right here. Uh, this is a blueprint. Now, so to build a house, uh, you can't just kind of picture the house that you want and, and build it. You actually need a blueprint, which gives this is where it needs to go what, and these are the colors, and this is all the structure. And then from this blueprint, and this is one page of many, you come up with a rendering. Don't you love these? This is like the perfect home. Why? Because it's not real. Right? The rain hasn't hit that yet today. But it's perfect. So you get this blueprint, and the blueprint instructs the artist rendering to know how to build that model. And then the model goes to the actual model. And have you ever been in a model home, and you're like, if only my home could be the model home, but not after they leave, like during the time that they're there. Like if the workers of the home builders could just stay, just keep staging my house. You guys haven't thought about that before? Right? But but that's not really it. But you 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 have the blueprint, you have the rendering. And then you have the house itself once it's been built. And what happens in, in family life is oftentimes we just want the picture 
We want the rendering and we want it to be built, but we have no way of knowing the blueprint. We don't know how to build the foundation. We don't know the components that need to be built on there. So that there's a structure and there's a, something that can be built that can make a difference. And so our goal is, is let's look at the blueprint that God provides for family. Because let's face it, all of us have different ideas of family life from our own experiences. We have different ideas of family from the books that we've read. We have different ideas of family from media and what's popular in the movies. But what we know is that families are not just fairy tales that we can just kind of picture. This would be the, the perfect family, and I want my family to be the perfect family. And you snap your fingers, and then it happens. Right? That's not real. And so just like in building a house, you have to build a family in the same way. You have to go back to the blueprint so you can build it from the ground up. So today we're going to look at kind of God's ideal. What's the, the foundation of this blueprint? And that blueprint will help us know how to play our role and help our family be the best it can be. Uh, anytime you talk about family life, like I mentioned in the beginning, there's, there's a sense in which thoughts and memories of your family can, can come back. And for some of us, those could be positive, they could be negative, it could be a mixed bag. I think that's the case for all of us. There's just things that were good and bad. And, and anytime you talk about family, we, we end up having a lot of pressure on ourselves. Like where there's just, there's things that about our family that we don't want people to know, or there's things about us that we don't want people to know. And you start talking about God's ideal, and it's easy that you just kind of want to cower back and you want to move away from that. Because you know, if we're honest with ourselves, we know of our own imperfections. And I know for me, I have many imperfections. And there's so many things that I've done as a parent that I regret things that I've said, things that I've done. And they just, they just happen. But what happens is, if you get stuck in the things that you regret, you get stuck in the moments of the past, you can't build. And so I want to just give an encouragement to you. No matter your family situation, where you've come from, or your family situation right now, how you've been building, God can give you a new blueprint and you can start new construction today. That's the hope and the grace that God brings through Jesus. And that's what we celebrate, the idea that all of us are one step away from a new beginning once we decide to follow Christ. We can adopt his blueprint. We can build something different. So we're going to look at, at, at God's ideal and what he has set uh, in the scriptures. And so I want to start with a picture of kind of my, my own ideal. And I want to set this up a little bit. Have you ever... You can see this picture. Have you, ever, have you ever just decided, like, I just I want to capture this moment. We want to have a moment as a family. You guys are laughing, right? This is how life is, okay? And you, you can relate to me, parent. Now, usually in family life, there's usually somebody that really likes to take pictures, and then everyone else doesn't. So in this moment, in the role I've become in my family, I'm becoming, kind of becoming the picture taker. And there, there was this moment, this is actually kind of a neat story, although the picture is terrible. I did ask my wife if I could show that, okay? I did. For certain pictures, you need to ask permission. This is one of them. And uh, it was a year ago, actually, and this is in uh, this area. This is just right by the park here in Hunter's Ridge. And as a family, with our launch team, we came to pray for you. And we didn't know who you were. And we prayed for this moment. We prayed for this community. And I decided, like, let's capture this moment. Like, let's all take pictures. And, 
and the sun was blazing, and you have to face the sun to take a good picture. And so we had this idea, okay, everybody close your eyes, and then count of three, open them. And as you can tell, we count at different cadences. And so, <laughs> so this is my youngest son. Judas, he's, he's fully committed. Like, <laughs> Dad, you said close him. I am, I'm ready. Levi, he's like, okay, but how is that going to work? Because our eyes would be closed. That's called sun. That's just the glow of my wife right there. The sun, <laughs> the sun is shining. My daughter Kay, like, ah, almost. And then me, just. Isn't this great? That's, that was me. Like, isn't this the greatest idea you've ever had? And then you look at the picture, and the moment is gone. And so many times, we, this is how it is with family life. It's like we, we have this picture, and we have expectations. And we have all this thing that we want, and what you come to find out is like, that, that's not real. And so I, I show this just to say, like, we're imperfect, and this is a represent, representation of our imperfect lives. And all of us are like that. But let's dig in and, and let's discover what God's ideal is. And so we're going to start in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, which is the first book in the Bible. And this is called like the great mandate. This is really the, the instructions that God gave to the first humans, Adam and Eve, in the beginning of time. And this is what he told them. If you look up there in Genesis, you put that. It says this, Genesis 127. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And it goes on the next verse. It says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And so this is the initial instruction to the first family, Adam and Eve. Families need to team up to get dominion. And that word dominion is a biblical word, and this is what it, what it means. Put that up on the screen. It says dominion, to, to subdue something and make it useful for a purpose. And so one of the core purposes of a family that God has put for all of us in one is that he gives us something, responsibilities, he gives us our life, and we're supposed to do something with it. And we're supposed to bring a greater purpose from our lives and from the lives of our families to make a difference in the world. And that was the beginning instruction that God gave, this, this mandate to all humans, get dominion and team together to make something purposeful and to make something useful. And this idea you, you, you see in, in land, and, and we can relate. So in, in North Montana, they're, they're building an arboretum. And you may not have known this, but this area is growing. And that's really the reason, one of the prime reasons we chose North Montana. We want to be a part of the new story of this church. And we want to be a part of this growth and expansion and the story that's being written. And they're planning lots of development. And like a building a house, this is an arboretum that they want to build. And this is going to be different acres and different greens. And then the next picture you'll see here has the renderings of what this can look like. Doesn't that just look beautiful? It's great. It goes from a plan to like these are the, the, the images. And this is what you could hope to experience in this arboretum. And, you know, the birds are singing, Right? Well, the next picture is this. That's Google Maps. That's the Arboretum. It doesn't quite look the same. The reason is, is that there hasn't been dominion over that earth yet. That earth needs to be transformed. It needs to be cultivated. And something built and green needs to be put in the ground 
so it can expand and become what it was designed to become. And that's the same with, with families. He's given us a purpose, but it doesn't just appear. We have to work together to bring it under dominion. And it happens in a, in a few ways. So I, I want to do a, a brief survey, and you feel free to participate or not, but we're going to do a chore survey. Okay? So how many of you, um, we're going to do least favorite chore. Okay? How many of you, your, your least favorite chore is ironing? Anybody here? Like ironing is your least favorite. Okay, you, you, you guys don't be bashful. You just, we're not going to make you do this after church. It's like, okay, all the ironers, you're over here. Um, laundry. How, 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 who of you laundry is like your, your least favorite chore? Laundry, right? It's always there, right? I, I'm kind of with you on laundry. It expands. It's always there. Uh, how many of you bathroom? That's like your least, least favorite. Any, anybody? Bathroom? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Least favorite bathroom. Um, I, I had one more and I, I forgot it. Dishes. How many of you dishes? Okay. Oh, yeah. Some of you. I'm glad you didn't forget that. That's my worst one. Right? Now, there's some of you that the, the least favorite that people just said, they may be your favorite. I don't know. It's just something about irony. It's just therapeutic. And, you know, any of you there, you don't have to raise your hand. Cause, but that, that's true. Some of us, like, we love some different chores, but there's a sense in which chores are kind of the worst thing. We want to avoid chores and, and all that. But, but in the chores of life, in those things like the sweeping of floors and the ironing of clothes and doing the laundry, that's actually part of us getting dominion. Because without that, it'd be chaos. And so what God's purpose is for us, he wants to bring control to chaos. And in family life, that means chores need to be done. Messes need to be cleaned up. And that's connected to the idea of he's given families the role to be responsible people to make a difference. Because if you didn't do chores in your house and you invited people to come over, what would that look like? Could you imagine? It comes to just, just sit on those Doritos on the chair. It's like, and some of you kids, that is actually a real scenario. Some of you are like, that, that's me, right? But there's a sense in which when we do our chores and we clean up messes and we handle our responsibilities, it actually makes it good for others. It makes it good for people in our family. So as you provide for your family and as you provide for your kids, it makes it good for that. You are doing your God-given role to get dominion. As you handle those chores, sometimes difficult, you're doing your, your God-given role to, to get dominion. And so this is an important part of family life is we work together. And we work together to make a difference in the world. And that's part of what we want to do as a church. We want to get families together and units together so that we can make a difference and, and create purpose that is good for people. But you do that by you pull your sleeves up. And it takes work. And so you need the blueprint for that because God, in his grace has, has given us not just a mandate to multiply and get dominion and to raise kids in a certain way, but he's given us the instructions to do it. And that's what makes God good. Not just that he gives us commands, but he gives us the means and he gives us the wherewithal and he gives us the help to pull off what he's asked us to do. And here at Ridgeview, we want to keep looking at his instructions and his blueprint so we can build that. So that's the first thing. We have a unique role as humans. No one on the earth has the same role as we do to bring purpose and to bring order and to make something out of nothing. That begins in the family. There's a tremendous amount of purpose there. And the second, and this is very important too, is that families 
are places where character grows. And Malachi 2.15 says this, and speaking on the purpose of marriage, it says, did he not, or did he not make them one with a portion of the Spirit in their union? And what was the one God seeking? You see two words after that. What was he seeking? The one God. Godly offspring. So there's this mandate. You, you get dominion. You multiply and get dominion, but you also need to live in a certain way. And that word godly is not a term that we use a lot, but it really just means God reference. In our life, there's a sense in which we look to God. If you follow Jesus, you look to God as, as your help and your instruction. You reference your life to him. That's a purpose of, of families to build this kind of God reference where he is real in the world. He exists. And our role is to turn to him for the blueprint. And then our role is to begin to build with his help. And it starts in family life by having it be a place where this kind of character uh, can grow. And so there's two facets to this. If, if you're in a family and you're a parent or you're a grandparent, one of the, the best things you can do is, is you can begin to live God-referenced yourself. Because those that come after us are not going to do what we say, right? What are they going to do? They're going to do what we do. And that's a reality of life. They're not going to do what we say. They're looking for what we do. And so if you want to make a difference in families and the next generation, you yourself, all of us, have to live a God-reference life. I'm going to talk about how you can take steps towards that if you don't right now. But that's so important. That's the first aspect. And the second is you create a family life in which this kind of character can build. And so one of the prime ways that character is built in families, it's the same that it's built in our own life. It's pressure. Right? It's hard things. If you want character to grow, oftentimes pressure gets turned up and the heat gets turned up and then it grows in your life. And one of the characteristics of that that really helps our kids is that of endurance. Learning how to bear under things that are hard and pushing through. And in our family, we've been really trying to build that. And we've been seeing that firsthand with, with planting a church because when we first got the church started, there's so much pressure that you have, and there's still so much pressure on us because you, you, you try to start something, and at any moment, you're like, tomorrow it's not going to exist anymore. We have a website, though. Like, will anybody come? And you just have so much pressure because like, it's, it, it's so fragile. And so as a family, like, there, we started, there were certain weeks where it's like, hey, guys, what do you guys want to do? Let's do door hangers. And our kids are just... Remember when we did movie nights? <laughs> and so but part of what we've been doing is, is, is there's a sense in which it's good to have movie nights and it's good to connect. But it's also good to teach your kids to extend themselves to do something good, to help others. And uh, recently, uh, for this grand opening, we, we've handed out about 5,000 door hangers between kind of a team of people. And there's no way around boots on the ground when you hand out door hangers. They don't hang themselves. We talked about getting scooters glue that you could throw, but then that'd be stuck on your door, and you'd be coming here saying, don't ever do that again, right? So it just takes boots on the ground, and so we put our kids to work. Well, recently, this was about a, uh, a week ago, um, my, my son just said, we'd, we'd been doing a door hangers for, for an hour, and, and he said, Dad, I'm, I'm done. And he laid right on the sidewalk in the middle of a neighborhood in which I didn't live. 
And I thought to myself, this is going to be hilarious or not if neighbors are looking right now wondering what's happening. And I thought this was just the the greatest picture because he just said, Dad, I'm done. And he laid down on the sidewalk. And I thought, if this isn't a picture for our lives when we face hard things, that's how I actually feel. Actually, when I saw that, I was like, Ooh, that's comfy. I'm kind of tired. But I couldn't do that. that that's when it really gets weird. You know? And he, he laid down and, and he was done. And so at that moment, I thought, you know, there's kind of every part of me, which if I'm him, that makes sense. And I know it's been hard and it's been hard work and they've been pushing and doing hard things. But there's also a part in which he needs to see God come through when he faces hard things. He needs to see God is real when he's at the end of himself. Like at the I'm done, will God help you? And so I, I talked to him. I said, you know, buddy, let, let's pray and ask God to help. We've got a few houses left. Let's just keep going. So I went to the next house, and I looked, and he was still there. And I went to the next house, and he's still there. And I was like, well, I wonder how far I'm going to get before I have to circle back, before I don't get in trouble. Okay. And so I just went about a couple houses. I looked, and the next thing I knew, he had found a stick, and he was walking, and he kept on going. And in that moment... That's where character is formed. Like, I can't give up. I can do good. And we needed his help. And that's where character is built. That endurance comes when the pressure is on. And that's a role of a family. Is you, you create an environment where hard things can be used for a lab. A lab of learning and seeing God come through. And, and here at Ridgeview, one of the things we want to do is we, we want to help families know how to, how to do that. And so those are the, the two great purposes that the cultural mandate is, is to team together and get dominion, bring purpose where there is none. And the second is to, to build character into the next generation by living a life that they can follow and then encouraging them in hard things to live that out uh, in their own life. I want to, to give you kind of a preview of, of where we're headed. So this is the beginning, that, and I just kind of walked through God's ideal, but this is what we're going to be talking about uh, the next few weeks. You can't talk about family and the purpose in one week. And so we're going to be doing this over the next six weeks. And so I want to invite you back. And so today, God's ideal, get dominion, and have family life, a place where character grows. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about this, uh, the best relationships. Go ahead and put them all up there so everyone can see them. Uh, the best relationships, we're going to talk about how to relate rightly in family, uh, what to do with conflict on the 24th, and then on March 3rd, uh, expectations. What do you do in Things don't go as you hope, and when things can kind of uh, erupt there. Uh, the next week on the 10th, facing trouble together. How do you do that as a family? Again, so God can really use that to make a difference in the life of the family and, and others. And then we're going to wrap up talking about the power source, where real power comes from and the help that God brings. And so you're not alone in your life. God actually wants to help you. And so there's a couple things that you can do as, as next steps uh, today. And uh, I'm going to kind of give some specific, but here's the two general uh, categories. So how can I help my family be all it can be? That was the question that we asked. Here's the first thing. Ask God to help me be a team player. So you can play a certain and specific role in your own family that God can really use. And he can help you to be a, a team player. Now, I want to draw your attention to a thing. If, if you have your program, uh, there's a parenting seminar flyer that's in there. 
If you can go, go ahead and open that. Don't, don't worry if you're rough, you know, rustling your, your papers. Go ahead and, and, and open that. And we want to invite you to come to this parenting seminar uh, called Foundations for Successful Parenting. Okay, back to the blueprint, back to kind of laying a foundation that you can build on. If you're, uh, you know, investing in kids, whether you're a parent or a grandparent or you work with kids, uh, really this is applicable to so many different people. And it starts with the foundation. And so we're going to spend an evening on February 24th hearing from Dr. Nathan Lewis, who uh, has a degree in psychology and has done so much counseling with marriage and family and is going to really give us some practical help. And so we want to offer that to you as just a resource for you. And so child care will be provided. There's all the info on the flyer. But that's one of the key ways that you can become a team player, player is, is learn more about the foundation that you can, you can lay in, in, your, in your family life. A uh, couple other things related to being a team player. In family life, and I'm just going to be real with you for just a moment. In family life, it's very easy to get into complaining. Find yourself doing that. You just, you just, you get set off. You wake up, and it's just not what you want. Things aren't going how you, you want, and you just get to this complaining, and, and nothing is good enough, and you're unsettled, and you're frustrated. One of the things that, that God can do is he can help you with your complaining. You, you might just need to ask him. But complaining is one of the things that can really destroy family life from the inside out. So you want to, you want to watch that. The, the second is uh, comparison. And this happens in family all the time. You have your family and your picture may be kind of like the one I showed you where it's like eyes closed. And then you look. And it seems like every other family you see is like the models. They're perfect. You may find, like, why, why aren't we like them? I think their kids wake up and serenade the parents in the morning and just say, what can I do for you? Right? And what happens is in our mind we have our own experiences and we just look to other people and there's no power in comparing. There's no help in comparing. It just sidetracks you. But it happens in family life all the time. We compare. And it's not real. But we compare to this image, and it derails us. So you want to watch the complaining. You want to watch the comparing. And then another way to be a team player practically is look to be a help to those around you. And you can be a team player in the circle of work, in your friendships, and in your family. Look to be a help. It's so easy to get in the mode of what we want, but sometimes you can look and say, well, what, what does this person need? How can I help them? And that can help you be a team player. So that's the first thing. Look to be a team player, and maybe one of those you want to apply. The second is to decide to follow God's blueprint. And I, I explained this earlier. If, if you don't currently know what God's blueprint is for your life or for how to build a family, this is one of the primary reasons that we've started this church, is we want to extend and show people this, this is the blueprint for which you can build your life on. And it's not actually a secret, but it is something that needs to be shared with people. Because what tends to happen is we just kind of arrive at a situation with our family and we try to figure out what destination we need to be in. We don't know where we're going. Not only do we not know where we're going, we don't know where we're headed. And, and there's a lot of confusion. And so here at Ridgeview, we, we want to help you nail down God's blueprint for your life. And, and how to follow him. And so if, if you've never decide, decided to, to follow Jesus and you don't know his blueprint and you definitely don't know how to build your life on it, 
uh, there's two next steps that you can take today. The first is we're having a, a Discovering Faith lunch on March 3rd. And if you're interested in that, you just write three letters, DFL, on the Sign Me Up section of your connection card. Here's the Discovering Faith lunch. What we do is we describe what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, what it means to be a Christian. Because a Christian is a term that's used so much in this, uh, you know, in this world, in our country, that sometimes it's confusing at what it actually means. And so we want to explain what it means to be a God-referenced Christian that, that follows Christ. And so we're actually going to share that. And then somebody is going to walk through the difference that following Jesus has made in their own life. And so if you don't know the blueprint and you don't know what being a Christian is, and you're interested in that, God may have brought you here to find that out today. And so if you write DFL uh, on March 3rd, we're going to have a lunch. And it's a time to connect with people from our church and, and learn more about what it means to follow Christ. So write that. If that sounds like something that you're interested in, that, that's what I need. Uh, write that on there. The second is, if you're interested in, in deciding to follow Jesus, you can take steps towards that today. And becoming a Christian is deciding, I'm going to follow God's blueprint, and he's going to lead my life. He's going to be the boss. He's going to call the shots. I'm not going to build without him. He's going to help me build. And in fact, he's going to give me the plan so I know what to build. So if you're interested in following Jesus, there's a place on your connection card right here where it says contact me about following Jesus. And, and we will. We'll, we'll contact you so you know what it means to become a, a Christian. You're not born Christian. It's a decision that you make. You decide to become a Christian. And so here at Ridgeview, we'd love to help you nail that down. So if you're investigating and you have questions about that, mark that and we will get in contact with you. So those are some ways that we want to be helped to you. And then last, uh, there's some other next steps, and these are specific. And so pull out your connection card right now that Joel had you fill out. And you may want to mark a couple of those things that I've already mentioned, whether it's the DFL or uh, contact you about following Jesus. And then you'll notice on the card, if you can go back to the picture of that connection card, you'll notice on the card there's a place where it says next steps. Can you guys put that on it right here? Next steps. So Joel mentioned some things, sign me up, and the parenting seminar, you write parenting seminar on the sign me up, you just write it in yourself. The next steps, you can just write in here. And So here's the first thing. Um, ask you know, for help to be a more, more of a team player by something specific. So I need to be a, more of a team player by not complaining or not comparing or by helping those around me. So what you could do on that space uh, is next step, just no complaining or next step, no comparing or help those around me. Just write that in there. What, what happens is, is when you take a practical next step, you take what you've learned and you put it into action and that's how you begin to change. It's not in what you know, it's what you know and then how it translates into how you live your life. And the second is to attend that, that parenting seminar. And so you just can write parenting se seminar on the sign me up section. I encourage you to do that. And then last, this is a, a practical way to help us as a church as we're just starting, is, is come back next week and, in, and invite somebody. There may be people just like yourselves who are looking for a church. They're actually looking at their life and they're trying to figure out what they're building. And there's just confusion and they just need some direction. They need some help. So Think through, are there people in your life that you can invite to come back with you next week? And so if you have somebody, just on your next step, just invite and 
write their name. And what I'm, I do every week is I look at these connection cards, and I will pray for you. I'll pray as you take your next steps. I'll pray for the person that, that you're inviting. And together, we're going to see what God does in the beginning story of this church. And so I'm going to invite the, the band to come back up. So if you can finish filling out that connection card, we're going to receive our offering. And as the offering comes by, just drop that connection card in there. And uh, Cody is going to lead us in another song uh, as the offering comes by. And then, uh, like Joel mentioned, he's going to come back and give some instructions uh, for lunch. And so, once again, we're so glad that you're here. If, if I've not met you, I'm going to be by the information table at the back. It's to the right. And I would love for you to come and introduce yourself to me. So I'll be hanging out there uh, after service. Let's pray. Then we're going to sing another song and receive our offering. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for just this time that we can be together and for the church that you're building. Uh, This is your church, and you're leading us. So we thank you for the power and direction that you give us, the blueprint that you provide. Uh, We are not alone. You did not create us and then scattered. You have drawn close. You're calling to us to follow you. So God, I pray if there's anyone here that's trying to figure out their their blueprint or what to build, God, I pray that they'll decide to look towards you and to learn more about what it means to follow Jesus. So God, we thank you again for being here. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.